No, no, I was just waiting, waiting for you because you like the cold opens. Wherever you go, wherever it snows, I will be right here waiting for you, boo. It's really weird. It's a really weird way to start the slow, the show, the slow. We have a Sean, hurricane. Do you know what we this have a hurricane. Means? We have a hurricane in South, South Southern California. Oh yeah, shit's gonna get nasty all over. <laughs> We're so fucked. We're about to get a heat dome here while you guys get flooded over there, and then uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a good time. Mm-hmm. Good time and great oldies. Yeah. Um, Sean, do you know what this means? Dun, 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 dun. I mean, it can mean a lot of things. You're a boomer. It's, it's established at least a gen, most Gen Xers even know what that one means. You aren't in touch with millennials, are you? Mm. How much Taylor Swift do you listen to? Zero. Yeah. You are you don't get them, do you? You don't even get millennials. You mm. should have been a bo- you get the boomers, don't you? You're always defending those crazy fuckers. Hmm. Hmm. I think it's, I think if you were to really look at the situation, you would say you're always defending those other people. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I want to talk about defending other people because I'm get I'm I got a little sad over oh, the last 24 hours. Camp, no way, yeah, no I way. Sad. Are you telling me that you went from a high to a low? Ah, mm, ah. Uh, uh, all right, let's talk about it. Here we go. Let's get it out. Sad. I, I'm still. It's like energy is still extremely high. I'm in this really weird place, and I was actually talking to your brother about it a bunch lately. But I'm in this mm-hmm. really weird place where. Uh, my energy is like so high it scares me a little bit almost but i'm going with it and uh mm-hmm. but no like i i became saddened i became the saddened energetic person um as i man i don't oh man i just it comes back to what you said Sean about we have to be careful about making villains right now and i mm-hmm. see a lot of eyes getting really big and a lot of smiles getting really big and they look like they're drooling and they look like they want revenge. And I don't so, like it. It makes me sad. Yeah, well, just um, again, here, it, it's the same thing. It's like we are, we all want to jump to the conclusion, right? We don't, there's no need for it. Just let it, let the systems that we are putting in place that we trust. So I shouldn't be have. sad. No, it, it look, here, here's the thing. We, we put these systems in place, right? And, and we somewhat agree that they're, you know, they're not perfect. Absolutely not. But they're, you know, as, as close to uh, what we can get for now. And there's a system in place that will allow the process to, to move forward and to continue to do what it should do and hope to find, you know, I'm not going to say truth, but, but some level of whether or not a person had done something wrong or what we would consider, you know, our system to consider wrong. And if that is the case, then they should be punished for whatever that was that they did equal to however anybody who, who else would be punished, period. 
And if that's the case, then that's what should happen. And if it isn't, if it turns out that nope, none of these things are true and there's just been all this hype and, you know, all the other things, then okay, then that's another realization that we're going to have to come to, right? That that'll be a yeah. different type of, re of, re of resolution that we have to come to. That'll be a different type of red meat that everybody is looking to eat up. But in either case, it won't be beneficial and it hasn't been beneficial. The entire time that the QAnon conspiracists thought that everything that they were saying was correct, it wasn't a good idea to eat that red meat and pretend like everything that they, that they just knew everything, even if it were true, which it wasn't. Right. right? But I, I'm always, you know me, Sean, I just I thought they you were monkeys the who got tricked. No, but I just didn't think they made, I didn't think they made a choice. I don't think they're bad people because I don't yeah. think they actually made a conscious choice. I, I, I disagree. Right. That's where we disagree. I honestly think they believe they believe or believed. And I mean, I know people who've changed their mind, so <clears throat> I can say that. Um, yeah. And, and, well, and, that, and that's a beautiful thing too, is that, that we are, we are capable of changing our mind and, and everybody knows that too. And generally the way to helping people change isn't by telling them how wrong they are and stupid and evil and fucked. And, um, I don't know any other word that you want to sub in there for the other. Um, I was watching, uh, some stuff on this guy trying to explain the current situation through the way that, uh, gorillas behave. And when mm -hmm. you watch a group of gorillas start to split and then the new, there's a new leader and this type of stuff and blah, blah, blah. And he was kind of just like comparing it to what we're going through. And like, I don't look at one of those gorilla followers and be like that gorilla follower made a bad choice. I'm just like, that's how gorillas work, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't think we're that far from gorillas in the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. So I think our answer is the same. I think. I still think they need to be punished because the way society works is like, like all those proud boy leaders who got sentenced to like 20 years of jail yesterday, like that was a huge domino falling. And, um, I still think they need to go to jail. Like they still tried to overthrow the government, but I just, when I see it, I want to cry. And I see a lot of people who are seeing it, who want, who are like starting to like froth at the mouth a little bit, like they want more blood. And that, that makes me want to cry a little bit more, I think. I want to like look back at what we've gone through and just mourn a little bit. Like, man, I the I think and you're going to be like, I knew this the whole time. I'm sure <laughs> this is how you talk, but I feel like certain things are becoming clear to me now. Where we're going to realize, holy fuck, what did we just go through? Like, it's going to seem way more nuts than it was. The more we learn, I think, and we're going to be like, holy shit! Like, America really almost just fell fell apart there, and it still might be on the brink of it, depending on how we repair this like man i think we're gonna learn a lot of stuff sean yeah i think i i, I don't well i on the brink i i think that again that's just a jump to a conclusion that um it's so just this like this thing that humans do like <clears throat> especially now you know i think it's part of our um survival brain instinct like to constantly think about the absolute worst possible thing that could take place and try to solve that problem right like that's how you end up surviving so we still do it and it's not useful anymore it's uh it's useful for other 
you can use that tool in different ways, but to um, go down, I'll just call it go down the rabbit hole to a conclusion that hasn't taken place and assume that that's where we're, what, what's going to take place next is not. So how do you, I think this is a big place where we disagree. Cause one thing you've been talking about lately is stop thinking about what might happen. Um, how do you prepare? <laughs> well, how, you mean, well, that's a great question. There's I, a, I, there's a huge cloud, but it's <laughs> way far away on the horizon. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of people start saying, I think that might be coming here. And you start saying, we got to just wait and see what happens. And then those mm-hmm. people are like, this uh, person's, this prophet nuts. over here has his head in the clouds. Yeah. What is he talking about? Uh, why isn't he telling us what to do? No, we don't want to tell, no, we don't want to listen to what he has to do. We want to start working and hopefully he doesn't, hopefully he helps. <laughs> you know, we want to start preparing and hopefully he helps. Well, so I think more of the thought. So you're, yeah, you, that's because I don't think most people think about they do understand that things are always changing, right? Right. But that also means that the future is always changing, right? Yes. So if they're all simultaneously changing, then there is no answer, right? So you're saying there is no preparation? Are you saying you never prepare for any possible change? How can you possibly prepare for something that you don't know is going to happen? All you can do is put yourself in a situation for the possible outcomes to be in the best situation. That's it. That's all you can do. And generally, okay, that's I would pre- say that's preparation. No, but it's not because 99% of the time, what people think that means is get, gathering things or getting things or taking things or you're doing assuming things to others. You're mm-hmm. assuming that I'm just looking at the past. You're assu- I mean, that's maybe how you would deal with preparing. Mm-mm. Well, you for some people, I... it's putting yourself in even just in a mind state of accepting what the possibilities might be and prepare for it that way. Start thinking about, you know, how to behave if this happens or that happens. Start putting that's, yourself there. That's basically what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that if you start to act on those things, right, as soon as you start to act on them, right, and say, I know this is what's going to happen. And so you stop the filtration of all the other things that could happen. In other words, you're not well, no, giving that, yourself other That's your other black and white thinking again, though. This is mm-hmm. somebody sees a cloud on the distance. So they're like, let's put up no. some umbrellas just in you, case. You asked me what I do. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So we can argue about what I do if you want, but it doesn't make much sense because it's what I do. Okay. That is how, I, and then I don't really do anything. I just kind of start to see what happens, and then if 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 what happens is one of the things I thought was going to happen, and that I have some idea of what I should be doing, but it's not so always you really that way. adjust. You really adjust in the moment. Once it happens, then you adjust your mental state and your physical state to go in that direction. Yeah. I just I mean, changed. That makes the, sense. I just changed my pattern. That makes sense. So you more like uh, you, you react to your situation. I, I think of it like this: whenever you go to a rave, right, and you're in one room, and the and your your, your body goes in there. If you just close, if, if you were just to close your eyes and move through the rave and just listen to your body, you your body would move to the rhythm, right? And if you did that, and you walked in from this room to that room, even as you're moving from room to room, you can you know, there's a place where you can hear this room louder than that room, and then. There's a place where you can hear them the same and your body is going to interact with both. And then you're going to leave one and enter the other. Same thing happens. If you just let your body feel it, you're going to start to move to that rhythm. That that's what I do. It's really weird thing is happening right now where by talking to you, I'm starting to understand how my mom's mind works. And it's actually, I think helping me understand how to talk to her in a weird, 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 weird way. There's this thing that I've been learning in the book about prophets where they 
they can't listen. <laughs> they don't, they can't, they're so sure they're right. But that doesn't mean you can't talk to them. <clears throat> and I, th- I'm th- I think I'm trying to learn that here. You can't go into talking to a prophet trying to have them see your point of view because they're really not interested. Um, you have to do it a different way. And I think it says that in the book even. It says, like, prophets aren't really interested in seeing both sides. They already know what's right. And I think think you know a big part of me is I like going around and shaking trees and popping bubbles and I have this weird thing that keeps happening to me over and over and over again where every time I do it to a prophet it like makes the situation worse but every time I do it to everybody else it usually makes our relationship stronger and I think you're able to do it in a calm way where I'm able to process it better without getting emotional that it's just kind of proving to me that prophets aren't really interested in your point of view that's not really what their purpose is. Would you agree with that? Mm. I I am interested. I have to be in order to understand you. I mean, I I don't. Do you think there's a chance my point of view might be right? How about that one? Sure. Sure. Okay. It, It, I, well, I would I would say that I know your point of view is right. Okay, because I I do believe that um, you I, you know I think your your perspective is made up of a conglomerate of your experiences, right? Right. So I can't deny you that. Okay. Um, it's part of why I am trying to pull people back to the middle all the time to say, hey, that's the same that's the same thing we should all understand about each other is that we don't understand each other, but that it, you know, if you look at your core, are you, you know, of course there's outlier people whose brains aren't correct and who have tendencies towards terrible things. And there's people who are even, you know, seemingly great people whose tendencies are towards terrible things, but even those quote unquote terrible things are judgments based on my experiences because there's other people out there who feel totally different and there's no more time proof about it than right now. I mean, I guess what I'm trying to understand is if, if I buy into the theory of this book, right, which is what Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out right now is how much I want to like buy into it because it keeps making more and more sense. The more I think about it and apply it to our world. Mm -hmm. Um, Then as part of my job, like I'm just wondering, like, should I stop? Like, cause the book kind of tells me not to do that. It says, don't, it, it, it doesn't say don't tell prophets what's up, but it basically says nomads and prophets never reconcile. Like nomads feel abandoned by prophets from childhood. And it's actually the millennials who have a relationship with the prophets as guides, not the nomads. The nomads kind of wander and never listen to the prophets and they never reconcile. And that's not part of their journey. But what is part of the journey also is just that no, the prophets were never meant to be the ones to like, be like, oh, wait, you're right. The, the prophets were always here to tell us what's right. And like, you never told tell Yoda what's right, I guess is what I'm saying. So I guess what I'm saying is maybe I'm spending wrong and bad energy and just like too much time trying to convince a prophet of anything because you don't go to Yoda and try to tell him what's up. It's a waste of time. Would you agree with yeah. that? Uh, you asked me a bunch of questions there. That, no, but I'm specifically, do I, 
is it a waste of time for me to go to profits and try to burst their bubbles or tell them what's up? Absolutely. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's something I'm learning. I think if you go against what your nature is and your nature is to con constantly contest and change, right? Even uh, here's the thing. If you started to wholeheartedly believe in this book, right? And I'll just call it, took it as a religion, right? Just, just yeah. for our, our sake of argument. I would think that was absolutely fine. Um, and if you started to do that, I would say if you wanted to be a whole person, like if you really wanted to be happy and, and feel whole, then you need to listen to what it says and, and do what it says. Otherwise, you're going to feel like you're contradicting yourself consistently. And then you're going to have a hard time. And what's probably going to happen is you're going to start putting that on other people. Right? Right. Okay. So I would say, look, if you're going to do it, just do it. Like believe it and then live it. Right? Don't don't put it on others, but live it. That's um, what your brother I said too yesterday. But we were talking about... Uh... I'm going to, I'm going to turn a bunch of dudes off right here because a lot of dudes thinks this is total hogwash, but we were talking about horoscopes because I've been looking more into that. I'm in the point now where I'm like, I'm going to stop poo-pooing. Like everything's part of the equation at this point. I'm at a point where I'm like, I'm re I'm ready to let every religion in, right? For example, I'm like, I'm like uh, Attila the Hun, his thing. He literally worshiped every God. That was his way of making sure he went to heaven. That's kind of where I'm going right now. It's like, I've been avoiding this part of the world for so long spirituality thinking it's all so stupid i'm ready to give it all a shot and just see what's going on and uh the horoscope stuff has been fascinating but he's been the same way he's been like no dude you just got to go with it like don't try to fight any of this stuff well the other piece of it is that for me anyway i know you to even if you were to tell me that's what you were going to do i would say okay great go for it and then in my back of my mind i'd be saying or i'd probably say to you hey you know I, I know you well enough to know that in a year from now or six months from now or two years from now, this is going to be pretty meaningless to you and you're going to put it aside and move on to the next thing. Yeah. And I you, can you, already tell you when it's going to be. Yeah. So you would, you would, it's yeah. going to be after the election for sure. I think I'm amped up <laughs> until the election's over. <laughs> you need a, you need a uh, pacifier. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I don't think then nobody can hear my voice. Nah, I'm just saying uh, mentally, like emotionally. That's what you are. Mm. yeah you are yeah. you're the calm voice in the room that's i mean according to the book you know according to the book that's what your prophets are good at you're you're yoda right now you're like oh relax <laughs> just we're all going to have it anyway touch the force touch yeah. my force yeah seriously what are you waiting for Feels i do good. no i do think that's the more i think about it and you see it in so many stories too so many heroic stories that i think that is the trick you have to just not be afraid of death Oh, we don't get to choose how much time we have, right? Right. And it's the one thing we all get is death. And for some reason, we're afraid of it, even though we're all going to get it. Well, and we don't get to choose what, like, time and, like, when, what parents, you know, some, some people believe we do. But, uh, well, I was about to ask you if you ever imagined how you're going out, but I just realized that's completely antithetical to what we just talked about. You don't think about that stuff. Oh, I've thought about it. Oh, you have? Mm -hmm. I used to think about it a lot when I was younger. You can have back I, problems like your dad. No, I would have a hard time going to sleep and like, um, I mean, I think this was just my year when I started to learn how useless it was to anticipate because it would just make you feel all these emotions that were pointless and useless until 
Cause then you, the next day would come like it would, I would do it all the time at school too. Like I do it with girls. I would do it with math tests and everything. Basketball games. I'd, I'd, I'd almost throw up before every basketball game. And then I finally figured it out that it just doesn't, it just didn't matter. Like by the time I was a senior in high school, I knew that I, I had figured that out. I couldn't tell, I couldn't have told you that at the time that I, what it was or that I had figured it out, but like I had figured it out. That's so funny because we completely, I had the same thoughts all the time growing up, but I went down a completely different road. I got good at statistics and was like, look world, I can predict the future. <laughs> and I made a career out of it for a while. <laughs> yeah. And now no, I'm trying true. to find God through it. <laughs> it's true. It's so crazy. I think a lot of scientists are trying to find God, honestly. I think that's well, yeah, they're because they're talking about the simulation, right? That's God. Well, in any any way that a, a lot of different type of science too. Like it's just like whether it's microbiology and like you're looking into the smallest forms of life, or like it's just all that stuff. And all and it's all starting to weave itself back together now too. It's like oh wait a minute, we can take the problem a is just that word God <laughs> has baggage because everybody grew up thinking it was a certain thing, and so it's just got that word alone just has so much baggage with everybody's emotions. You know, which it's tough to talk about it sometimes. Yeah, it is, but <clears throat> I think that's also just American centric, and that's changed here quite a bit because um, now <clears throat> you can even, you know, even especially in our kids' generation, God is like Thanos. That could, that could, uh, I think that's one thing people think about because that's one of the ways out in, in people's minds of how do you deal with climate change. And they're like, oh, well, the planet's going to kill half the people anyway. So, you know, then you get these conspiracy theories of, oh, the, the Bilderbergs or whatever are just going to try to kill half of us. I don't believe in that stuff, by the way, everybody. But, you know, that's one of the popular themes you hear of like how to uh, fight climate change. Now, nah, I mean, <clears throat> have people seriously not watched Star Wars and have they not seen the uh, the way that things always come to an like the good the good always wins, guys. Come on. Mm. The good guys always win. I don't think it's that. I think it's more like it's a circle. You know, a lot of people have done analysis to try to argue that it's the, actually the Empire who are the good guys. And some, sometimes they make good arguments. And I'm more on that side. Like the good guys and the bad guys usually depend on where you are in history looking at it and who you were at that time. And I think it can change a lot. Now the, the good guys can't be led by somebody like this that's being held up by machines and, and chemicals, dude. That's <laughs> oh my just, god! Nah, Are you saying nah. the good guys can't be held up by somebody who it turns on turns out probably puts on a huge girdle every day after he does like three lines of coke and changes nah. his diaper? Yeah, it's got to be like people that can come back from the dead, people who are like you know little people. It's got to be like different types of. You can't just be a machine. Not going to work. Yeah. Not going to do it. I have a question for you, Sean. So we, here we go. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> it's advice though. That's what you're here for, right? I want your advice, Yoda. Hey, Yoda, oh. by the way, I'm Han Solo. Han Solo is not supposed to be talking oh. to Yoda. We need a millennial in the room here. I I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, um, we need a millennial in here. We do. We need a Luke in here. Okay. Well, patrons, here's your chance. Come on and talk to us. It'll be super fun. I promise. <laughs> Just get up hella early and, uh, and wait around and then hopefully have a conversation. There's a couple really people about. in particular that I feel really comfortable talking about this stuff with because I feel like they have the same perspective as me. <laughs> 
There's like two people and two to three people in particular who I feel like think the same way I do, where they think like global worldview and they have a hard time seeing people as good and evil. <laughs> Those are generally the people I love talking to. All right. So <laughs> let's, let's see. Who is it? Zaid, a yeah. person I can't mention because we've talked to him a bunch, but they've never been on the show and they don't really want to make their political views known. No, I understand. I think I know who you're talking about. And, and yeah, I like that person quite a bit as well. Go ahead. Yeah. And then Lucifer. Yeah. I love everybody, but everybody else has some level of baggage. Like I love Josh, but he's such a bummer sometimes. <laughs> and he's such like, he'll never agree with anything I say. He'll always just be like, yeah, but you're wrong here. <laughs> I'm like, God dang, Josh. <laughs> so canadian man <laughs> yeah but the problem is he's oftentimes right and so then you're just stuck with like well what now what do i do with that well and that's what bummed me out actually this morning i told you i was getting sad because we had the conversation the other day about how for like a q honor to try to get back into society and he was like i hang out with a bunch of millennial leftists and there is no way they're letting those people back into society and that made me sad he said that? Yeah. I, Josh, I disagree. There you go. And you he know disagrees, what? disagrees, Josh. All it takes is one of, one of the people that is in that group to decide that they need or want to do it, and everyone else will follow suit. I hope you're right, Sean. This is where I tend to be like, your head's in the cloud, Sean. You don't understand how angry millennials are, but I know you. I want you to be right, so I'll just say you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think if um, if we made a practice of, um, and I know this sounds crazy, but if we made a practice of going to the other side and saying, okay, I need the actually the people who are the angriest and hate me the most, like, right? I need to sit and talk with you, and I'm yeah, but- I'm not I'm I'm just gonna listen. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna defend. I'm not gonna right. say a word. I'm just gonna sit here. And listen to what you have to say. I want you to be as respectful as you can and say it in as clear of a way as you can because I totally want to understand you and I'm not going to defend myself. I'm just going to sit here and listen. I think if we did more of that, a lot of things would change. Because I think that, for instance, and I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but I am. Have you listened to that, that Cole, uh, I'm not going to remember his last name, and that's terrible, but that country song that that's going viral right now? Yeah. Yeah. And what... What do you think? I think he's so close. <laughs> he's like 95% of the way there for, I think, for um, everybody to jump on board. I think he's really close. He just changed one or two lyrics. I think he's really starting to tap into something. There's just a couple things there where you can kind of tell he was raised by somebody who had a very specific worldview about like a welfare queen, for example. So, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to go into all of it. Obviously, it's going huge right now. I think the song, is, as a song, is fantastic. Um, I think he sings with emotion. I think that the, that is what I would call emoting. Um, uh, and I, I don't want to get into the politics of it because I don't think that that's, I don't think that's why it's important. But um, right, he he attacks other poor people, which is I think where he goes wrong. He starts off talking about how us poor people got to get together. And it works out so good until he takes a little doopsy doo left and is like, except for these poor people. <laughs> Damn it, you were so close. <laughs> so this is where, again, I think where we um, jump ahead now 
we just get ahead of ourselves. Like we go back and listen to any music that we listened to a long time ago. And we, we didn't take that stuff and go, Oh my, analyze it to the nth degree and go, right. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. I don't know if I should listen to this anymore. Right. But now we have all this retrospect where this person or that person did this thing. And so now we have to be careful because if we like this thing at one point in time now, and then later on this thing becomes well, I, bad and when everybody knows that we liked it, then, Oh my God. Oh, right. I know that you liked it at one point in time and now it's bad. Dude, are people going to be like post like, dude, you posted this on Facebook five years ago and I took a screenshot. What do you mean? Are they like, going to be like that? What, what do you mean? Are they going to be like that? It's, I feel like that it's is really why we started right now. No, no, no. That's why everybody is doing what they're doing. That is why right. it's happening. That is what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. This is that fear that we have. And that's why it's there's no need for there is no the only need is a built in fake need. There's no need. Um. You know, following the framework of this book, I wonder how it's going to lay out if we are really near the end of a crisis and how that turning is going to happen. And, uh, you know, one thing they talk about is there, we do create a new boogeyman. We do do McCarthyism all over again. We do the Salem Witch Trials all over again, according to this book. And um, I wasn't sure exactly what that would be. And I think it's just becoming obviously clear right now what that is. And, uh, Right. And I think, you know, to just put it out there, it's basically the January 6th crowd and everything surrounding that is being like a laser beam. Like they are being like put under, they're being heated up right now. Like they are being taken down. And uh, that's where I was alluding to earlier of how I think a lot of information is going to start to come out and things are going to start to feel more and more bizarre. Um, for a lot of people, especially as it hits mainstream media. And uh, yeah, I don't know, Sean, I'm a little bit of a tangent there. But yeah, I think we, would you say it's clear now who we're, who we have to be careful of demonizing? Or is it still possible it's like a whole nother country or something like that? No, I think we always have to be careful of who we demonize. We do it all the time. And we're, do, we're it depends on what state you live in right now, but we're, we're demonizing women we demonize lgbtq we demonize right. um religious people I, I demonize religious people all the time um i should i think it's good you I mentioned that because i bet there's a bunch of people listening who are being like why are you protecting these fucking militia dudes when they're attacking women's rights lgbtq right so i think it's really good that you mentioned that i just have i just get the funny feeling that we're gonna possibly take this again you don't like talking about the future but i'm worried that we might take it a little too far and uh become a little too bloodthirsty i think there's a lot of people who want revenge and i think that's because people have gone through a traumatic event with both trump and insurrection and covid all happening around the same time i think a lot of people have been traumatized in ways they don't quite understand mm-hmm. i, I think- mean I, know, I, I think if it were going to happen it would have because what i see playing out as a process and it's slow but it's that's what happens like like these people are most of these processes have taken place a lot of people are already in jail i agree it'll be a process yeah it's just like the mccarthyism and witch trials those were a process right it's like Mm -hmm. very like legalistic and i agree with you there right but the other part about it that i kind of i mean i i see why you would go there but it's those other things you're comparing it to are things that you look back on and say, Oh my God, why would you have done that? Like it's obvious that women aren't witches, right? Okay. 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 That's where I'm going to stop you. And this is where I don't believe there's good and evil. And I believe it's all about perspective. I think bear with me. We're going to hit a point in the future 
where we realize we are able to look back at people who did horrible things and diagnose them with mental disorders, early brain trauma, yada, True. yada, yada, and right. learn that it actually wasn't their fault and that we just never treated these people. Like we put people in jail. It wasn't their fault. We just never took care of the problem. People got into conspiracy theories. They went too far. We put them in jail instead of treating the problem. And so I think it is very possible that you know, 50 years from now, as we really are, start to understand the human condition, how trauma messes with us, that they're going to be like, these people easily fell into this conspiracy theory because of A, B, and C, because men started getting alienated in popular media and told their pieces of shit. And there's going to be a, a, a counter narrative of how these people basically fell into a trap. They, and, and I think society will judge us for what we're doing now sometime in the future if we just not only clean this up and make an example of them, but like really make a fucking example of them. And it seems like that's a little bit of the road we're going down now. And I'm going to be honest with you, Sean, it gets me frothed up too. And I think that's part of the reason why I become sad and scared because anytime I see a side of myself come out that I think is ugly, you know, I, I, I like to self-reflect about that. Okay. So not to be contradictory, but what can you point to that you feel like is overwhelmed, like too much, like where it's gone too far? So I guess I would just start with uh, Rico um, is usually a, it's a pretty aggressive way to go after people. Um, I think it's going to be extremely effective. And again, my heart is extremely glad they're doing it that way. Um, and you know what? When I say that out loud, the truth is I'm actually not, I don't think we're going too far yet. Again, this is me worrying about the future. This mm -hmm. is me worrying that there's been that's a group of people uh, who I feel like have not wanted to speak up too loudly, who have been very traumatized, very scared of Trump and mm -hmm. these militia type of people. Mm -hmm. And now that that group is weakening, mm -hmm. they are like starting to stand up and we're starting to see that there are millions and millions of them who just weren't out there with their flags, but they're mm -hmm. fucking pissed. Yeah, but I mean, where are you getting this information? Like, Social you know media, these... of course, Sean. Yeah, right, right. That's what I'm saying. How many neighbors of it's yours? It's got so many know? views, Sean. <laughs> yeah, no. How many, how many uh, people, how many of your neighbors do you know that are having that sentiment right now? Well, or this neighbors, is, this neighbors, is... or friends of friends, or I any don't, of that? I right? don't. So Zero. you know the answer to that. But again, yeah. this is me trying, trying to. You got to try to get the information somewhere, and you got to try to be smart no. enough to like decipher no, it. Right? No, you don't. No, that's where. No, that's you, where you don't. don't. You don't. But, <laughs> okay, but because you you're not... because you are the type of person who's just like let's let go of the world and let it happen, and that's good. Type, that's your gonna, role. But a lot gonna, of us are like, no, we're not going to control do that. it. Let's control the world that we can't yeah. control. Let's let's go out there and put reins on something that we can't rein. And so then, again, this and then when, just... it, when, the, when this unexpected thing happens over and over again, I, and I have these feelings over and over again, and I can't understand why I'm going to keep doing it with my eyes closed. Right. And this is me again, trying to say, I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm trying to help no. you see it from our perspective, right? Like you're good at something, but you're bad at things too. And we're trying to compensate sure. for those things. Of course I'm bad at things. Um, but, um, I, what, I'm, what the I book what... says boomers are bad at or profits are bad at is basically running the world. They're like, they're good at doing individual tasks and they're good at being profits. But when it comes to like 
somebody actually making decisions about how the world should be run, they're actually pretty bad at it because their head's kind of in the clouds where other people have paid way more attention and actually like studied, you know, uh, like how things work and like they're way better at understanding how things should be put together. Should be. Well, this is where I feel like you're not respecting the other group's strengths. No, I generally don't. Interesting. Why is that? Uh, well, it depends. It depends on what the strengths are and what comes from the strengths. But I also don't think that it's that generalized. Like as, as soon as you get to a place of saying, again, the thing I, the thing I don't do and that you do do is say, I'm going to hold these two things simultaneously possible and move down right. the path together yes. at the same time. And I don't do that. Yes. Um, I want to go back to the strengths thing. What are Let's talk about some things where you think there's a lot of people out there who are much better at it than you. And I'm not talking about skills, like specific mm -hmm. things. I'm talking about like real big things like working in groups, um, understanding how the world works, you know, understanding how God works. I'm kind of going through the archetypes here, actually. Um, becoming an expert at a craft, any craft. It doesn't have to be a specific one. But do you think mm -hmm. there's traits that you just lack, like big scale traits like that, that other people are just better at? Oh yeah. There's, I surround myself with people who are better than me at things that I can't do. And what are those things? Um, I have a very hard time identifying what good art or good, um, like, uh, color combinations or any of that stuff. Once I understand the colors that should be in season or whatever right now, then I'm good at putting them together. Like but if you give me the palette, I'm amazing at that's it. That's a yeah. skill. That's somebody who's like learned how to do that thing. I'm talking about big, big things. Like, are you better or worse at working in groups than other people in your opinion? Well, do you answer that question for me? What do you think? I think you are good at groups. Yeah, me too. Do you think you are good? good or bad at uh, the pragmatism of the world, like really nuts and bolts understanding how the world works. Again, I'll ask you people. first, what, what do you think? No, I think you're actually really bad at this part. I think this is your blind spot that you mm. don't like to talk, that you don't like to admit to. And that's, I think, why you a lot of times go back to, um, uh, I think your fallback is hypocritical. I think when you don't understand the intricacies of the world, your mind falls back on, uh, it must be hypocrisy. Hmm. Okay. I think I would need an example, but sure. I can, I could see that being a blind spot for me. Like, like I'm really against corporate America, but I buy Coca-Cola. I buy Frito-Lays. I buy cheeses. <clears throat> I have a Disney account. I have Netflix. And right, in right. my mind, that doesn't make me a hypocrite. Right. That doesn't make me make it so I'm not actually also trying to advance an effort to get the money distributed to the masses more. Mm -hmm. That would be an example. I would say it's way more complex than saying that's just hypocrisy. Uh, I mean, okay, but I, okay. I think I understand the particulars of that one, but I, okay. And I think that's about it. I think we just hit the bottom of the hole I was trying to dig to right there. <laughs> you said, okay. And I think that's all I was trying to, trying to point out there is that I think that's, that's something I see. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely don't see it. So I have to admit that that's still hypocrisy to me. 
I see um I see it with like really smart people and scientists who come up with really amazing inventions too. I think when your brain doesn't understand it and understand that it's possible and trust that they are smart enough to do that, you again fall back into a place of like um not understanding and not accepting. No, it's not that I don't think that it's possible or that I think that you that I don't think I can comprehend it. It's that I think you're tricking yourself. Talk about that more. <clears throat> It's like somebody who complains about the fact that corporations don't do and anyone who complains about corporations not doing something. Right. And then you say, okay, well, what are you doing? Well, and then I hear one of two things generally, right? I don't have enough money or it's not going to affect enough. It says it's my little, it, my little thing is insignificant. And what that sounds like to me is a hypocrisy when you get down to the base of it, but it's passing the blame and it's, and it's, it's, um, yeah, it's just blaming some, it's just taking something that you could do something about if you truly wanted to. Yeah. And you're not. And then you're yeah. taking that angst and that fear about what you know is coming and the thing that you, you're, you, you're basically taking that and putting it onto something that's, it's easy because it's not an entity. It's not something you can, it's not, uh, your next door neighbor. Do you think a lot of people do this or do you think a pretty small group of people do this? I think just about everybody does this. And yes, one way exactly, Sean, <laughs> because yes, you're starting to see it because you're the different one, not us. In this case, you do have a blind spot and that's where you're not understanding why we all behave this way. I'm not, I, but it's possible that you're wrong, not us. So you're saying that I should complain about things and then just no go no no ahead no no, no. just trust us just trust us that's all I'm saying just trust us trust you to but but okay explain the behavior then if you want me to trust you explain the behavior explain to me how it works well you're gonna have a really hard time understanding it because that's not really how you think I know that's why <clears throat> I need someone to explain it to me because he, I here's don't know what if I it's see. gonna work out that way you just have to trust. <laughs> <laughs> People have spent so much, you know, so many years studying things. They're never <laughs> going to be able to explain. They can't put you through what they've gone through. You just have to be like, you know what? I got to trust the scientist. You know, they put in the time. Sure, but <clears throat> but that's different than someone who is not an expert, right? I'm not. You're not an expert in whether or not um, we're having global warming, right? right? I would say, I'm but hold an on, expert. hold on. Okay. You're yeah. not. You're not an expert in that, but you have a hundred percent a feeling about it, right? Yeah. And your feeling is that corporations are responsible, not you, correct? Okay, yeah. And you you just bought a new house, right? Okay, yeah. How mu how many things did you do to ensure that that new house you bought was completely as far forward oh, possible? Like nothing. I went the other zero. direction actually. Exactly. So so who's to blame? I'm I'm to blame. Right. So I don't understand then if it's that's not hypocrisy, okay. right? Okay. Then so here, I don't I'll, get I can it. I can actually explain this one to you. Because if you listen to the scientists who, again, I believe, uh, they say we can't solve the problem that way. The only way we can solve the problem is top down. And so I just believe them because they're the ones who have been studying it forever. So then stop believing them. You should believe them about the fact that there is this huge problem because that's what they're studying and that's what they know, right? That's where we disagree. I just, Don't. I trust experts. Sure. That, that's what they know. I agree with you. But then we should find a different type of expert about the best way to fix it. To fit our narrative? No, no, no. The they, already told, they already told us the answer. They're all telling us the same answer, but it doesn't fit your narrative. 
No, the way you want it to okay. Work. So, so how about this? Let me ask you a different question: Is their way working? They don't. They're not getting their way. We're not doing anything about it. Well, they're screaming like, "Can we please do something about this? We have not tried the top-down method yet. Please, everybody." We're so, like, "No." How, and, then how pe- about- and then and then people convince you that it's a personal problem. So and you blame other people, and then that doesn't get us anywhere. No, I'm saying that what I'm saying is if every single person that was adamant about this made a personal change, right? Every yeah. single person, that that would be far more effective than anything that's happened so far. And it would happen okay. instantaneously. And okay. then that's just the first step, right? And because as soon as that happens, what's actually happening is people's dollars are starting to go in a different direction, which you're starting to see happen now. Right. Because it's starting to ramp up. Electric cars are starting to be everywhere. Right. So I'm not saying you're wrong. I think everything you said is right. All I'm saying is that Mm -hmm. when people say, when a lot of people say the Mm -hmm. right way to do this is top down, Uh um, there's a reason a lot of people are saying that. And if you feel like they're all crazy, I'm trying to explain to you that when you're in a room where you think everybody's crazy, sometimes you're the crazy one. Oh, no, I know that. I've, I've felt that my whole life, man. Like, I always feel like I'm the crazy one in the room. Always, because most of the time I'm sitting in a room with people who believe the same things. And that's when I'm sitting there going, wow, you got, you're taking this a little, you're taking this too far down the path. Now you need to come back a little bit. Right. And then everybody turns and looks at me and goes, what the hell are you talking about? And I say, yeah, you're, you're way over here. I see what you're saying. You're absolutely right. But you just got to bring it back a little bit and then you're, you're back on course again. But as soon as you get too far over there, you start to become a little bit of a hypocrite. Right. And you, you have more power than you, th- and that pisses people off. But what I'm really trying to tell them is you have so much more fucking power than you think you do. And you want to just take it and give it all away to somebody else. And that's blame. Like we do it all the time and there's no power in that. Zero. You give it all away. I'm becoming sad again. I feel like you're blaming poor people for not fixing things right now. And it makes me so sad. No, not at all. Do you consider yourself poor? Do you consider me poor? I guess I, the way I'm talking about poor and rich lately is I keep thinking about the fact that 1% of the world owns half the wealth. And then you talk to people about it who have like read Atlas Shrugged and who believe that rich people need to be rich. And they're like, that's not that bad. It's been worse than that. And then you just go back and look at it. It's actually never been worse than that. And we're at the highest wealth disparity we've ever been at. And then you look at how much a house cost during the Great Depression. It's worse it was about than $4,000. Worse than and, Egyptian times? Worse than when yeah. Rome well, no, was I mean, as far as, as far as we've recorded. It's, it's oh. worse than the Gilded Age, which is... So if, if people are like, man, things must have been really bad for them to cut off the heads in France. <laughs> I'm just... Right now, it's worse than it's ever been. Um, so back in like the Great Depression... Uh, um, there was I mean, 1930 was the worst year and you could buy a house for $4,000. Now only 75% of Americans were employed because a lot were unemployed, but the ones who were, were making about $4,000 a year. So with a year's salary, they could buy a house compared to today where the average American is making about $35,000 a year and the average house costs, uh, 3,500. And so they would have to not spend any money for 10 years to buy a house. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is when we look at perspective, if, if you get me to say I'm poor, I look like such a fool, right? 
because I have a carpeted basement, right? I don't actually think I'm poor. I What I'm trying to point out is that the wealthy people have all the money right now. And anytime you point to somebody and say, why are you complaining? You have an iPhone. You know, that makes me really upset. That's just the scale of time. As time goes on, everybody becomes more comfortable. So to be like, yeah, but you're more comfortable than that person was back in the Great Depression. I mean, that just happens. I'm not and saying I, that. I'm not saying why are you complaining? Right, right. I'm saying, but, I'm saying if you're gonna if you're gonna blame somebody else and not yourself, then that's the problem. I blame I blame humanity. I blame myself. I'm I'm a self hater for sure. I never have any problem blaming myself. But then, what are the actions that we take to change it? That's the other piece of it, right? And if it, and if that if if you if every time you're pointing the finger at the corporation, you're really pointing it at yourself, then okay. But I don't think that's what's happening. And I think I th- that that's what that's what builds into this um, feeling of um, unease that we're all experiencing. Right. I think that it goes back to Uma Thurman wiggling her big toe. I um, we need to wiggle our big toe to take care of global warming. That we need to move as a group. I I totally agree, but it, it's that it's a it's a it's a wave, right? It's a slow process. Right. It doesn't happen overnight, and. You wouldn't want it to. Uh, you wouldn't want things to change that way. It would be horrible if things changed that rapidly. Uh, life would be very difficult. I don't think we're getting anywhere here because I think what we found out is we actually agree with each other. We just like we're kind of near different ends of the spectrums, the way we like hold responsibility. But it sounds like we're both saying the same things about what needs to be done. You're yeah, just, I, we, I, we I just really... look at it differently of like, I think, uh, maybe a little differently about like where people should emotionally or like, uh, I don't know, people's behavior a little bit, but it sounds like we're both saying the same thing. Yeah. Because the other part about this is most poor people aren't contributing to global warming or if they are, it's very little comparatively. Right. So like, and most of the people I hear complain are definitely not poor. And they well, have you live the- in, so I love b- bursting bubbles and not to change subjects too much, but that's the other bubble I've found that you live in is the rich bubble, which I know you hate to hear because you are a working class person who is surrounded by which rich people. So you don't like to be associated with them. But I, sometimes when I talk to you and you're like, how could this be happening or that be happening? I'm like, man, you don't, you haven't seen enough of like poor Midwest stuff or whatever to like, or like Trump country to really grasp that sometimes, or at least Midwest Trump country. I know it's out in the coast there. So that's and another jab at you there, Sean. That's another little bubble burst. Is the, right. is I got the a shield. Thing. I got a shield for you. you, you I know. You just, you, you, you just profits are so good at it. You don't have, you just know, you just don't know enough about, about California. Let me take you to downtown Oakland real quick. If you want to think that there's not enough, uh, um, show of what's happening for that sort of thing or poor people, or if you want to go to red country, just let me drive 35 minutes outside of town here and I'll show you plenty of Trump country for you to see. Um, uh, it's it's everywhere where I work. It's right, big time, big time. But what um, I'm trying to say is, we all have some type of bubble, and there's a lot of people out there who like don't know anybody who makes over a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, that's a bubble. I would say, how many people do you know that make over a hundred thousand dollars? A lot. Just round number. Um, probably almost everybody that I know. So, like hundreds of people. I mean, I'm talking about their family, right? Like their their dual right. income. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, like, well, like individuals right now, the average into average individual American income right now is thirty five thousand dollars. And so I think sometimes when I talk to you about like economic things, it doesn't quite process with you because you just, you just have a perspective. I'm not saying your perspective is bad. I love learning about everybody's perspective, but I do think, yeah, you have, you live in a little bit of that perspective, you know? I, yeah, I'm a, I, I think, I think I'm aware of the bubble I live in, but maybe, yeah. maybe I'm not. Most people are. And I think that's actually why I enjoy hanging out with you is, and usually people can't hang out with me unless they're okay with having bubble bursts. And usually you're just like, fuck you. I don't care. (laughs) Burst it, Jeff. I don't care. (laughs) Well, yeah. Usually that's how you act. And so I'm fine with, and so we work out well together. It's true. But like, I also, part of that bubble that you're bursting when I, whenever I hear you burst, it is like you're trying, drawing this slight comparison between where you are and where I'm at. And then I go, okay, well walk outside your house right now and tell me who lives in a better neighborhood right or who or who's how you know the house values are are different but that's kind of that's irrelevant like um you know how far do you have to go for instance before you get to a bad neighborhood oh man i think i have to drive out there so you know like and how how far do you have to drive before you see anybody of color sure that's more environment though are those your friends who you hang out with it like yes. you know when you have dinner with your relatives and stuff like that, or with dinner with your yes. friends yes i mean absolutely but, My you, kid but goes they to make over a hundred thousand dollars yes yeah it's uh, that's the part that people don't understand that there's it, it, it's <laughs> break it down sean but it, it's <laughs> There's a whole plethora of cultured people, right? Different cultures of people who are, are, have money here, right? And there's the other side of it too. There absolutely is. And, and, and here where I live, it butts up against each other, right? And, and these neighborhoods are not separated by very much. And I've lived in the others. I've lived in those other neighborhoods too. Like most of my life here in, in Oakland, I lived in those other neighborhoods. Um, but I, you know, it doesn't, I don't, I don't even know why the, this conversation started to happen, but I guess we're talking about classism really. And, and this is an issue that this is really, really, no, the bigger, I, I don't think issue. you're classist. I don't think we're talking classism. It's just no, perspective. It it's just because no, a is. lot of times when I talk about America, you got to talk about people who make like, you know, $50,000 a year. And that's, uh, I, I just think that's a real, uh, like foundational metric you got to set out to start set down know, to start yeah. to understand how america but works you know dishwashers in california make that right so i mean it's not that's also perspective right right so it's, it's it is about where you live and when you say the average of the country that's because you're taking into consideration all these other states that don't have all this different california's economy is like the seventh largest in the world yeah so you know think think about that that's that's we have billion dollar surpluses in our state. What are the biggest downfalls of California? Give me the three worst things about California. Highways, traffic. Also, oh, just like, like just it's the, horrible. Just getting anywhere. Yeah, it's terrible. Do you have hope that they'll figure out public transit? Yeah, we're going to fly soon. We're all going to be flying. All right, next. Roads, are, roads will be meaningless pretty pretty soon. 
or there'll be a, going, or, we won't need roads. Well, I mean, it's going to go to a, it, it, autonomous driving will probably happen first, but then once that happens, there won't be any reason for us not to fly because it can be automated through uh, the same process, and so it'll be easier to do that in the air than it will be on the ground, etc. It's just it's just a matter of time. They just need to figure out the. Uh, um, I mean, they're already doing it with high speed rails, I guess, in some ways. Just anyway. Next worst thing about California. Poverty. You think it's pretty bad there? Horrible. Because you see the, you know, you see the extremes. Like any major city, you see the extremely wealthy and the extremely poor. So that's why I was saying, that's why I was talking about classism. And I'm not saying that you're doing that. I'm saying that that is the that is what I see as the biggest. Um, if you're talking about this next thing that comes along, where people have uh, they want to discriminate, that's where I that's what I think it'll be. I think that if it'll it, it, and it's really the only way that things will change enough to make a difference is if they can discriminate against the ultra rich and force them to disseminate that money more towards the bottom so that more people can live in the middle class, which is ultimately what what the part of the cycle that we're headed towards. So, you know how millennials are big into shame and like working in groups. There's this trend, social media trend, Sean, uh, it's really fun to watch. It's beautiful where the concept is that rich people have their own circles where they hang out in. They don't go to normal people places. They have rich people places that they hang out with other rich people. And that's, they need that right for their social community. And so what you're seeing is, uh, you know, poor millennials, again, we're not talking about people who look like uh, shabby mcscrabby here these are well put together kids you know well educated put together kids make like reservations at a at a restaurant in the hamptons or that type of thing you know and they go there and they start having a very loud conversation about how like uh they pretend that one of the people in their group is extremely rich and the rest aren't and the other people start grilling them about how immoral it is for them to keep all their money and man, it just ruins the vibe of the whole restaurant. Everybody stops eating and it's like, do you really need to do this right here? Like, this is unnecessary. Why don't you just get out? And it's so beautiful to watch. And I think that's a, a great way to do, in my opinion, uh, what you're just talking about. Mm. Yeah. Because usually they're not shame because they're not listening. They're in their bubble with each other. They're never going to hear your shame, you know? Mm. They're not finding your stuff on social media. Their algorithms are completely different. You know, they're not going to seek out that stuff, but to invade their spaces is a really fun idea. I think. It's interesting. It's definitely interesting. It is interesting, my friend. Then you got all those strikes out there in LA. Do you think the strikes are going to migrate North? Oh, wait. Uh, what's the next thing about uh, what's poverty? Poverty. You said people are very poor in California. Well, there's just too much of it. There's too many too poor much. people. For, for as much, like I was saying, for as for all the things I said about positive about California, the, the, the that brings the negative side, which is completely unfortunate. And the weather is always great here too, which means that people can 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 survive outside, you know. Um, but it's it's just um, it's it's bad. 
That's right. This relates to what I just talked about because I actually get happy when I see the tents start to show up in the richest neighborhoods. Uh, and people are like, what the fuck? I paid five million bucks for this house. I'm like, yeah, you did. <laughs> think about it. And then think about how that person doesn't have a house. It's kind of hitting home, isn't it? Like, I love that. Would you feel the same way if they did it at your house? I don't know. It hasn't happened, but I think they're, man, I, uh, I really think as fucking high and mighty as this sounds, I really think me and my wife would start going out there and bringing them food and stuff like that. I think we are looking for more purpose and more civic involvement right now. And I think we would be like, this is a great opportunity to help these people. And I think that would make us feel really good. I can see that. And even if it meant more people came and then your yard needed to be used, et cetera. Yeah. Cause like you said, you have to start on a small level and then also push on a big level. Right. All right. We're done. Episode over. Excellent work. Everybody saw all problems have been solved. We've learned our lesson for the day. It seems like you can go away happy now, knowing that you can change the world. If you, you really have another, to. you have to say the other bad thing about California still. Oh, Okay, let me think about it. I'm trying to think about it. So, you know, part of it is the, um, like I said, there's just too many damn cars, but that's also too many people, which is part of the homeless problem, not enough places to live, which is the same piece of the problem. Um, I'll, I'll say something. Okay. It's fucking ugly, dude. It's ugly? All the cities are so ugly. Wow, that's definitely an opinion. Like once you get out of the cities, stuff becomes pretty, but all the cities are like strip malls and trash. It's like no old, awesome, interesting buildings. It's like, it's all, how many, strip, it's how, all parking how, lots. Of, it's like, you think of like how California's many times have you just, been here? How many times have you been to downtown uh, Oakland or downtown San Francisco? I can't remember. So downtown San Francisco was, I don't know, three times uh -huh. and downtown Oakland, I think twice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like, I don't know. It's, it's not as old as the East Coast, that's for sure. It's, it's like 100 years newer than that, like 1800s. That's old. Yeah, that's, I mean. That's basically as old as it gets here. Yeah, it's about 100 years old is about as old as anything gets about. No, I'm saying um, 100, 100 years after the East Coast. Right. But not, yeah. Because of all the, but the fires they had, right, and stuff like that, they're, uh, so what we're talk, talk, probably talking 150 years is probably the oldest structures in San Fran, stuff like that. Well, I know what it is because I now I remember this feeling when I moved out here too. It's it's be, so it's so funny that you said that. Um, so part of it is like where we grew up. It's super lush, right? It's always green. Yeah, it's, it's either, beautiful. It's just green or white because there's all this water all the time. It's always snowing or raining, and so the grass is always green. The trees are always green. It's just like there's always a smell. This kind of smell in the air. Um, out here, it's not like that, right? Because we are, we're on the coast, so it's. There, you know that song, you know, the golden field, uh, golden. Um, hold on a second. Purple, blue mountain, majesty. golden, no, <laughs> purple mountain majesty. And golden amber fields, fields of, yes, <clears throat> that is what they were talking about. So it's like all the golden fields you see are out here. That's what happens. It's like all this grass, right? And it's green for like two months and then it all turns to to dead and then turns that color which is generally when you've come out that's you're in the fall and it's all that's why it looks like that but yeah you're, you're right that i could totally understand that i remember feeling that way when i first moved out here 
um, it's just there's really only two seasons. And so um, that, that's, I think, what you're alluding to. Yeah, I think for me, almost all big cities are pretty ugly and pretty full of trash uh, that I've visited. They're not really beautiful places to look at. There's beautiful parts and buildings, but it's mostly like roads, strip malls, trash, um, fast food, you know, the same chains, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But I think I expected uh, San Francisco to be different. I think that was my problem. I think I expected... um, Silicon Valley to be different. I think I expected, oh man, this place is making so much money. I bet that this is like a beautiful place. that's like super clean. <laughs> it's just, it's just another big city. Oh yeah, that's for sure. And, and, and of course, you know, it depends on what part you go to. You can go to the parts that don't have any of that, right. That are, that are. Sure. Where, and every big where, city will have that, right. Right. Yeah. They have that part of time, but that's just not where I hang out. I don't, I don't, I prefer the the places I take you are pretty, generally pretty dirty. And <laughs> I'm like, hey, let's go down this Dude, back never, alley and look at graffiti. <laughs> I never want to go anywhere. Every time I go there, it's like, let's go somewhere. I'm like, God, I'm going to go on a fucking two-hour car ride. Why do they always want to go somewhere? Yeah, that's because that's how you had to get. That's the only time you can get I don't want to somewhere. go anywhere. I just want to yeah. see you guys. <laughs> that's my way. Like, let's go up in the mountains. I'm like, oh, I'm going to fucking puke. All right, let's go. Fun. Okay. Right. Um, and then my wife's the, perspective is, yeah, but if we hang out at the house, all you guys do is have your head buried in your computer all afternoon. I'm like, yeah, well, that's true too. I mean, what does she, she do when her friends visit, you know, do, do your thing, you know, they do, they do. That's what they do. They just go and do stuff all the yeah. time. Yeah. Cool. Do, that's do, what do, you do, like do. to do. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to let you yell at her. Alexa. <sighs> it's not my job. <laughs> oh. I think she's fucking awesome too. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't really want to mess with her because I think she's pretty great. <laughs> well, and you'll know she'll curse you, dude. That you're just afraid. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to fuck with her. You don't want to fuck mm-hmm. with her. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, honestly, I think she's sensitive, and somebody like me could honestly hurt her a little bit, and I don't want to do that because uh, sometimes I'm I can be brutal, and I think she's a really nice person. I don't want to fuck with her. No, that's true. Uh, um, but no, third thing, and you can't use my thing. That's a cop out. I don't, I don't even think your thing is a thing, so I'm not right, using good. your thing. Good. I'm trying to... Th- oh, maybe... Uh, I don't know. It's... So perfect. I don't know. It's it's, I'm not so saying perfect. it's perfect. Well, I, name three terrible things about Iowa. Go. Easy. This is so easy. It's extremely uninteresting to look at. It's the flattest place I've ever been. It's basically a postage stamp. If you've been to Midwest places and you're like, these are flat... You will find the epitome of flat nothingness in Iowa. All right, there's thing number one. Thing number two, uh, I think the food here sucks. Uh, I've yet to find a good restaurant that we actually like, really like, that we think is worth it. I've been told I'm wrong, but I tend to think Iowa just doesn't know what they're talking about. <laughs> so food here sucks. Uh, and then third thing, um, it's pretty white, so you're not going to get uh, much cultural diversity. You're going to end up living in a real white bubble here. Um, sure, there are pockets that aren't, uh, but there are also lots of pockets that are just super duper white. And uh, they're not mean. They're not bad. It's not like a bunch of Trumpers running around with tattoos or anything. It's just you don't get a lot of different perspectives and opinions here. You get like a German, Norwegian, Danish, like... The, the very homogenous like way of looking at the world here so it's not very eye-opening you know that was easy i could probably keep going too 
I those love are, to self-deprecate, Sean. I have no yeah, problem those, ripping those myself kinda, down. Those are a little bit lame, though. <laughs> like, well, how really about this? We uh, we don't let women get abortions here. Our laws are completely backwards. Uh, women can't get abortions here. Uh, there's, uh, you know, Moms for Liberty is trying to infiltrate our school districts. I mean, you know, that's a little better, but that's like getting there. But still, pretty <laughs> Jeez, weak. Jeez, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, Can you do that? Can you self self deprecate? I did. I just went too deep on I oh. went on those two. I've gotten the last one is pretty deep too. I think. I, I think our biggest problem. I was trying to think of the biggest problem. Don't make it think. a humble brag. Do not make it a humble brag. This has to be a real dig. Have any of the other ones been humble brag? I'm just I'm, warning you. I'm warning you. Do I generally humble brag? I'm warning you, Sean. Oh my god. I, I this new this new persona that's like Jeff trying to be a millennial thing is really it's super fun. interesting. It's super it's interesting. Fun. I'm gonna humble brag now just to f- get in your skirt. It uh, um, the way the way that Scott and I were talking about it. What's happening to the Libra right now? The Libra is the one. I'm a Libra. Everybody, Wait, it's, it's the not, one. It's bonnet, not skirt. Sorry, that was that was a bad one. The Libra is the one inanimate object in the whole deal because they don't do anything they just watch and perceive and silently judge and try to figure out how to bring balance back and then what happens is every once in a while they feel like things are out of balance they set down the scale and they pick up a sword and they fucking go to town (laughs) and apparently that's what i'm going through right now and according to my sign i'm gonna do it for another year and a half (laughs) you're gonna carry the sword yeah i'm gonna set down the scales and carry the sword for the next year and a half, according to my horoscope, that's what I was talking to Scott. I'm like, dude, I'm going to lose all my friends if I keep doing this. He's like, well, have fun fighting it. <laughs> Don Quixote. <laughs> where's the windmill, buddy? I'm just going to keep asking you, where the where's the windmill? What's a win, What's the windmill for? Oh, my gosh. Did you not read Don Quixote? No. Okay. Well, he thinks that the windmills are dragons. Oh. And so he always goes and fights windmills, basically. Holy shit. But it's all just in his mind, right? Don't go chasing windmills. So this is basically your story. You need to read the book. It's basically your story. No joke. What's the third thing that's bad about? I think the worst thing about California is that it, through its elite classism, through the incredible amount of money that gets generated and you know, sucked to the 1%, so to speak, from your diet, your perspective, that creates this concept of righteousness around money, which is that, you know, if if you earn enough of it, that that gives you this weird um, authority or ability to believe that you're incapable of making bad decisions when it comes to other people. Now we're getting down to it. Yep. You and this is, I think, exactly what I see millennials pumped up about right now. I think you just you just, you hit a thread there. I love that. Right, but the funny part about it is that's the far left. Yeah, it is. And they don't. And, and that's why when you brought up that other stuff before, and I said Charlie Kirk, but I didn't mean to. I meant to say the other guy who was I can't I don't know why I can never remember his name. Ben but, Shapiro. Um, yeah, like that's why I brought him up because he's totally a millennial and he's I, I and again it's not that I, I I I am like you like I like to inject myself with perspectives, right? And so um and I think that that gives me that so that's another thing that I do that you ask me how do I prepare? I I stay present and listen to what people who are 
who aren't trying to like cause chaos are are saying is somebody walking around with a huge sword trying to cause chaos mm-hmm. oh boy yeah. i see you i know i see you a year and a half sean yeah it's okay i it makes sense because it's basically going to be once the election's over i think I mean, it, it kind of lines up. You know, it's funny, Sean. I think we should talk about this to wrap it up here. I okay. said on Forever Quest podcast about 50 times as mm-hmm. a side joke, as we were talking, I said, well, you know, eventually this is going to become a podcast about Trump and politics. Mm-hmm. I warned people like 50 times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think I have to, uh, not that I have to, I want to, let's be honest. I want to do this. I want to uh, say that one of the reasons I was drawn to doing a podcast about forever quest is because I was very concerned with where the alt-right had brought gamers, uh, that were in that sphere. And I thought that was, uh, a group that I not only wanted to play the game, right? Like, I'm not going to say I didn't want to play the game and have fun with you and all that stuff. That was absolutely a huge part of the equation, like 80, 90% of the equation. But there was always a part of me that felt like if I could like reach a group and kind of like um, catfish them a little bit, let's be honest, uh, kind of inject my super leftist, let's all hug each other opinions into a group that I thought may not have been super receptive to that type of stuff. I, you know, I felt like the podcast for a little bit was a little bit of a Trojan horse. And again, it wasn't like a entire, like, this is the purpose of this show. It was just always kind of like in the back of my mind from the very, very beginning. And, uh, yeah, part of me feels bad. Like I tricked people, but part of me feels like a, really shitty, clever guy. Like, yeah, I got him. You know, if I'm like really looking at all my like self-evaluating why all this is bad, but I did it. And I'm also like really happy with where we are right now. And I just wanted to acknowledge that. Cause I wonder if there's some people who are, who kind of sniffed that out, you know, for sure. I mean, you, if you know, people, anyone who's listens from the first episode or, and listened carefully along the way. And, uh, I'll remind them now, as well is that this isn't this isn't a journey about me being a prophet or me helping people or any of those things that have to do with me or me me being the host or any of those things as as many times as you've wanted or tried to make it about that it's not about that it's about your journey it's about jeff's journey and jeff's experiences and how i play a role in that and that honestly that's why i like it um, because I am, I, as much as you want to make it about me and like, say, Oh, look, it's look at the spotlight. It's, it's what you need in order to, maybe I should never have said this, but it's what you need in order to move through it. If you thought the spotlight was on you and you were on stage, you would never do it. Right. No, I agree. And I've been thinking, I could somebody out there make us a logo. I'm not kidding. I'm not like, Oh, this would be fun. I really actually think we could use a new logo and I think it needs to be a nomad walking down a path and a prophet right behind him. And Sean, the prophet obviously looks something like Gandalf, right? And the nomad, I obviously look a little bit like Han Solo, but the Jeff version. And I I think that's what it is. The metaphor for it is I decided to walk down a very long road. And at some point 
I was like, will you walk with me? And you, you know, you're several steps behind me and that we talk while we walk kind of thing. And I ultimately decide where we walk, but you're influencing me. Uh, yeah. I don't know how much I influence you. It's, it, it, I don't know how much you can influence from behind, but that's, um, it's okay. I think I everybody I influences me. I think that's part of what I try to do in life is I try to get all the information and then I'm like, okay, we're switching gears and we're going in this direction. And it had to do with the amalgamation of everything I took in. Cause I think at my core, I think I have a little bit of self-hatred or self-doubt, or I think I'm a piece of shit or whatever, like a lot of us gen xers do so i always felt like the answer was by studying everything else and then putting it together you know yeah like the answer was never inside myself i guess you know i I had to study everything you know yeah well and you are a piece of shit too right like that's just that's just like reality right we all are that's just i do think that yeah and so i think me i've been maybe i'm so i'm walking down this road right and i'm constantly Mm -hmm. walking walking i'm trying to explore everything Mm-hmm. And then meanwhile, you're like, the answer's within you the whole time, Jeff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the answer's yeah. God. You can yeah. stop walking. And I'm like, nope. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I got to stop going. walking, I Sean. I don't believe it. Not yet. <laughs> need, a, need a few more answers. Sorry, guys. The, nom- the nomad, Sean, never stops walking. That's one, we, one thing we never stop. We never get our necessarily our moment of glory. We never get our riches, but we never stop exploring and walking. Yeah, well, I I know that's we've reiterated that a few different for a few different ways today. Don't keep on walking. Yep, yeah, and uh, it's part of why you have experienced all the Dolly Parton events that you have. Oh, I haven't though. I've had I haven't had sex a lot, and I've never been to an orgy. You know, I mean, when I say I haven't had sex a lot, I mean with different people. I should say that. <laughs> I've had sex with like four different people in my life, which I'm guessing is low compared to a lot of other people my age. How many of you had sex with Sean? Let's, uh, I mean, your kids are going to listen to this someday, right? Mm, I don't know. Maybe. I doubt it, actually. How many? You have to give me a minute. Yeah. This dude dip, dipped his quill. And it's not that many. It's, it's probably, it's definitely under 20. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Somewhere between 20, 10 and 20. Somebody who has way more experience than me, would you say there's actually a pretty big range in how satisfying another partner can be? Like, it can be oh pretty horrible God. and pretty... And, like, a lot of it comes down to the partner. A lot of it comes down to you. I mean, it's both, right? It's, it's It comes down to everything. It comes down to the way people smell, the way they touch you, the way mm. your mouths, when they touch, the, the spit taste, like, everything the smell test that's all of it yeah there's like there's moments where all of those things click like you know i'm i I would be hopeful that the people you end up with you have this experience with and in my case i did but like you know it's when all of the things align when when you can just look at the person or catch a glimpse of them and you just whoa you know you get that feel like um that chill of love you know that it's or you smell them or you sometimes you just can think about them um man you keep thinking talking about smells you're a smell guy no, I just think it's a part of it. Like it's, mm. I'm, I'm just saying it's, it's when it's What's everything. The What's the best smell? Peaches. You talk about peaches a lot. Mm, I don't know if there's a best smell, but um, there's a lot of good ones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, um, certain people when they 
their pheromones have a scent, you know, do you catch that too? And then there's like, like people sweat sometimes is actually can be, you know, sometimes people stink and you're like, gosh, you smell bad, but then sometimes they don't, I don't know. It's, right. it's weird, but that's part of it too. Hmm. It's, I want to go down another rabbit trail, but I got to get going. Cause we're, um, I got to yeah, go yeah, shower yeah. and change. Cause guess where we're about to go. I have no idea. Liver flaps wedding, sir. I'm about to go see Swerbius and Doomsday and Liver Flap. I'm going to see them all in about four hours. That's unbelievable. Yeah, we got to drive through the flat postage stamp that is Iowa, though. You know, what here's another bad thing about us. What? We make so much food, but this is a humble brag. We make so much food, but it's all fucking feed. All of it. It's just all feed. Feed? Feed. feed. Animal feed. What? What in the yeah, hell are most you talking of the corn about? and soy made in America is used to feed oh, livestock. Jesus Christ, just stop. Oh, is that God. you think that's false? Just let's move. It depends on where you live, man. It depends on where you live, and it depends. It, you you live in a place actually where you have you can probably get the best pork in the world if you chose. Mm-hmm. That's true. We got some and pork. If you really wanted to, you could also probably get some of the best beef in the entire Ooh. world if you wanted to. And any of the dairy that you so desired in the world, if you so wanted to, it's yeah, there are some terrible things that happen in big agriculture. No doubt. John Deere headquarters is here. Everybody. I live pretty, it's in our, it's in my suburb. I live, my son's high school is literally like less than a mile from John Deere headquarters. Mm -hmm. There you go. It's crazy, huh? Yeah. I, I, I think that's another thing that needs to change is this, um, well, let's get out of here. We got to go. Oh, Have let's get out of here, everybody. Day, I got to go to a Thank wedding. Thank you to all the patrons. Totally appreciate you. You're the reasons why we do this. And I'm very surprised that more of you haven't left. It's, I, I can't. Oh, I another even, one left. Yeah, another yeah. one left. Well, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Probably, oh, yeah. Prob- <laughs> probably a lot more. Totally understandable. Um, and we'll miss you. We wish you the best. Um, thank you for, for doing it when you did. And uh, I know I, I wouldn't listen probably either because it's just more of that same bullshit you hear on TV all day. So I get it. Here's one thing I do want to say out loud. Um, I do want to try to find a way to open up the Discord. I'm still trying to figure out how to do it in a way that's not negative for the Discord to everybody. Because one thing I talk about right now a lot is how a lot of younger people especially are in a financial crisis. And I don't want to be on here saying that's a huge problem and also asking you for your money in order for you to like get access to stuff. That feels pretty disingenuous. So... Yeah, I want to figure that out and also say just like, absolutely, don't at all feel like um, I'm asking you, I guess. If you don't have a lot of money, I'm not asking you for anything or we're not. Um, and then furthermore, just on that, um, what else was I going to say, Sean, about mm. that? I don't remember. I, there was wow. another point there. There was another, oh, but what I would love to ask, I am asking this. Um, if you find any of this interesting, please, please tell a friend about it. Uh, I think that would be awesome. I honestly think this is my hubris coming through. I honestly think we're saying some things that would resonate with quite a few people. And so if you could just help spread the word, I'd really appreciate it. Good luck. Bye. 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 <laughs>